and welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines. We're brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Get to your finish line by starting with TriJoy. Check the TriJoy link at the bottom of the FitSpeak homepage. And brought to you by Dynamic Race Events. Here it comes, the first open water race of the year. It's Dynamic Race Events Westwood Lake Triathlon in Nanaimo, Sunday, May 20th. A chance to kick off your season with your choice of standard or sprint distance races. Google Dynamic Race Events for race day details. We're also brought to you by F2C Nutrition, featuring Electrodurance, Hydrodurance, and Glycodurance products. Visit the FitSpeak Facebook page to enter the draw for a canister of Rehab 3 to 1. Use this right after your next hard workout to maximize recovery. And we're also happy to be giving away a race entry to the already sold out Wine Capital of Canada Triathlon held in Oliver on Saturday, June 2nd. Check the FitSpeak Facebook page to enter to win from Dynamic Race Events and F2C. Welcome to part two of our feature interview with local professional triathlete Nathan Killam. Spend the next 30 minutes with us as we uncover Nathan's seedy Surrey side and find out about the workouts that he really likes and dislikes doing. We try, but fail, at uncovering Nathan's most embarrassing moment in the sport. We also discover his ITU World Long Course Race in Penticton last year didn't really turn out according to script. And at the end of the interview, we feature Coach Nathan, offering a dish of advice to first-time Ironman Canada racers. So we've had a pretty crappy spring and winter, as you've been alluding to already. So you've been mostly training inside. We heard a few stories about you uh, slaying the dragons on Zwift. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been pretty consistent outside running. I mean, as we talked about earlier, I haven't been running as much as I would normally hope to be. But I've still been trying to put the miles in outside running. But yeah, I think I've been outside... Uh, two or three times this year probably three times this year which were basically in, the <laughs> in last, canada in canada which okay. are basically in the props, last two weeks props yes yeah if it's not above 10 and sunny i'm out although we did do a ride with rachel mcbride and steph corger and shane uh a couple weeks ago and we got rained on and i was not a happy camper but we pushed through and i didn't die so that was a plus. No fenders. No fenders. <laughs> None of us had fenders. Two of us were on TT bikes. Oh, the poor bikes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I just washed the bike the night before. <laughs> I was not impressed. Not impressed at all. But, uh, yeah, no, I've been riding on uh, Zwift a ton. Uh, my coach uh, was has been a proponent of it for for a little while now. And uh, in early January, I just, he was telling me all all about it a bit more i've been a i've had an account since the beta uh zwift but i basically went on the first time couldn't get anything to work i was like this is stupid and just went back (laughs) to riding how i always rode and uh in january i i got back on there i still had i don't know 15 free kilometers or 20 free kilometers whatever you you get for free when you do the trial and uh so i started riding i was like yeah this is pretty cool so then I tried a race, and uh, ever since then I've been hooked. 
it is so much fun. I usually have a problem where I cannot ride on a trainer anywhere close to what I can ride outside for power. I just, I can't ride as well indoors. And I found the racing has allowed me to push, probably still not quite as, as hard, but I've been able to push with the racing a lot harder than I ever could have imagined. Doing, you know, 30, 40, 60, 100K races and uh, just pushing power on the trainer. I never, there's no way I would be able to push it on my own. Just, it's super motivating. It's a lot of fun. I mean, sometimes I just jump on there and my coach is riding and I can chat with him or some of the athletes I coach, um, I'll jump on there and I can chat with them and you can just ride with them and it's super cool. My friends who don't live anywhere near me live in other parts of the world. They jump on, people in Europe, people in Asia, whatever. I just jump on and oh, there they are. Because of my schedule, I ride right. all through the day at weird times mm. and uh, boom, there they are. So I'll just ride with them and I'll, even if we're not talking, we can shoot each other little messages and ride and do little workouts. And yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I was never a huge video game player. I remember I played Donkey Kong 64 growing up. <laughs> I beat it and that was it. I sold my, my Nintendo 64. I was like, yeah, cool. I won video games. I'm done. But uh, no, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's really motivating. The racing, I think I think it's, it's a really good tool. I think a lot of triathletes could utilize to get especially with efficiency talking about efficiency earlier i mean you can do a, a 20 30 40 minute race 50 minute race and i mean include a warm-up and a cool down and you're looking at a 75 to a 90 minute ride mm. but the amount of effort that you can put out i mean it's not always great you don't all you can't just do that to get ready for an ironman but i mean depending on what kind of racing you're doing that kind of the, the amount of power that you can that you can gain from doing that kind of the racing you know once or twice a week or even more even i've done two races in one sitting and mm -hmm. i mean that was horrible it was <laughs> it was ha really hard but uh i mean the effort level you can put out in the racing is amazing mm -hmm. and i think for time efficiency's sake if you're a yeah. time strapped athlete yeah that's i mean in a 40 minute race when you can ride just insane power, balls yeah, balls out for 40 minutes. Mm. I mean, it's something that you can't, you have a, a real hard time reproducing on your own. I mean, there's most people couldn't possibly put out that kind of effort on their own. Mm -hmm. There's not many intrinsically motivated people that could do that. So I think it, and it's mentally, it's not difficult to ride that hard. I mean, if you're, you know, a type A personality kind of athlete. Having that sort of who stimulation. Just, who, loves mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. who loves the endorphin yeah. rush and is competitive. I mean, it just comes a second nature to push yourself. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's great. And I to love try it. and have that sort of ride in the months of January, February, early March. Well, the rest, I mean, here in the West Coast, we're, you know, kind of laughing at the rest of the country because they've got 20 feet of snow and whatnot. <laughs> we, we've got rain to contend with. However, uh, as Kevin Watt will attest to, you're riding, you're two hours in, you have a flat tire, it's about five degrees, that tire's not that easy to take off. No. But if you're in your basement, I mean, you don't have those issues. So obviously if you're a family guy, like Nathan is right now, or you obviously uh, you have a job or whatnot, a highly effective, time efficient way of spending your time. Yeah, it's, it's super time efficient. I mean, I, as some people may have seen on my Instagram, my bike is, 
basically lives in my bathroom set up ready to ride so in your bathroom yeah tell us more oh we have a 900 square foot condo which includes two bedrooms a den storage room and two bathrooms so we do not have much space and my kid i'm telling you anyone out there with kids is gonna laugh at this because they know they've been there i mean he's 10 months old now he is climbing on everything if i had a bike out there our place would be covered in bike grease he'd have cut fingers from playing with the chain rings (laughs) it would just be a gong show so the bed my like our master bedroom and the bathroom ensuite are off limits to him so that's where the bike gets ridden because it's the only safe place that you can ride and leave the bike and you know he's not going to get into it so i mean if most people have their trainer trainer set up just sitting there so i mean you you put on your bibs you put on a shirt put on your shoes fill your bottles and away you go so i mean even if you if even if it's nice out i mean you got to put on all your warm weather or all the cold weather gear to stay warm. You got to get everything ready. You got to yeah. go out ride. And let's be honest, two hours on a trainer is way more efficient. You get a much higher uh, training load out of that than you would going out for two hours on your mm-hmm. own. So I don't know. I think riding the trainer is part me escaping and mm-hmm. most people escaping the weather, but it's also part just more time efficient mm. just from a, a training load perspective so yeah. and don't let me get started about the safety yes on Dudney trunk road on a friday or a saturday it's uh, like well, well you've got a 50 50 chance of surviving this ride yeah and if you do well maybe you'll get to race on sunday but yeah so there's so many factors in this indoor thing i mean if you've been reading uh slow twitch lately uh dam enfield the uh, originator of slow twitch has got a usual race on you know for the rest of us not the not the super fast fellas but uh yeah this this whole idea of racing online with people who you don't necessarily know in the flesh but you get to know uh in this future virtual world rather is is really uh taking hold totally Um, you've been smiling a lot lately but i want to get you to smile even better for us nathan so triathlon uh, some people say it's a three sport discipline some say four with weight training and strength training some pay say five with nutrition um let's narrow it down what would be two of your favorite workouts that you just kind of like really like uh to do oh man that's a tough one uh i I'd, i mean with the swift racing that i've been doing swift racing is got to be one of them but i guess that's kind of like a half mark because uh, it's a workout but it's not a real structured workout uh i really love doing uh shorter tempo rides so two to three hour rides uh, that's shorter yeah <laughs> two to three hour ride with anywhere from 60 minutes to two hours of work mm. so uh, that's the, the the time of actually riding at effort and uh, those are the kind of rides I love just you know I got get headphones on and you just head down and just you just basically smash yourself on the bike and those the the best years or my best uh, races are always it's not coming off of five six hour rides for if I'm racing 70.3 it's from doing you know my longest rides are usually three less than four hours but man like they are hard and those long tempo sets where you're doing 10 20 minute uh, efforts but you're riding at or a 
usually above your race effort and oh, i love that that's so good on the bike it's mm -hmm. super masochistic but uh, i love it just you suffer but you just when you're kevin when you're, watts smiling now too because he's into that when sort you start of thing. to get your fit when your fitness yeah. starts to come yeah. and you can just you just can lay into it mm. you just can hammer <laughs> and you just you can you never find that you never find the blow up it never comes you're riding going man i'm gonna blow up and it just never comes and i love that and then the run oh, some of my favorite runs are doing five minute intervals but you do like 20. that's some of my favorite like it's over a two hour run so you, you do these long runs and there's nothing ever crazy sustained but you're covering so much distance because you're doing these five minutes on with 30 seconds or 60 seconds off and you just you just basically laying into it because you're going way faster than like if you're training for an Ironman you're going way faster than you'd be running in an Ironman mm. but you know once you get your fitness up to the level of being able to do that kind of a workout oh man like you just you, you finish that workout and think man like there's nothing that Superman. Can, there's nothing in an Ironman that's yeah. going to be harder than that. That's like, right. Yeah. You just, mm -hmm. but you you have to you go pretty deep mentally and physically, mm. and it's hard. But it man, when the fitness is coming, mm. oh, that feels so good. It's such a hard, good hard workout. I mean, mm. I, I like doing track workouts and stuff too, but those are my favorite. And those kind of workouts in the forest, that's my favorite place mm. to do them. I'm not a huge fan of running on the pavement and mm. running on the streets i like running in the forest that's mm -hmm. this forest here yeah. endowment lands that's where i do like 98 99 of my running mm. and uh oh just being in the forest and just laying into yourself with you know interval after interval just never ending <laughs> I love that. That's so, so good. So let's turn that uh, smiley face into a frowny face and, and, and talk about the broccoli of workouts. So I'm sure that Bjorn has a few workouts that you um, either don't like or you do, but you do kind of begrudgingly. What are, what are those sorts of workouts that you know you got to do, but you just, you wouldn't do it unless you had to? Uh, probably, Interesting. probably the easy, the easy workouts, the just butterfly the sh the sh oh no actually i don't mind butterfly i'm just bad at it so <laughs> if my fit if my butterfly fitness is great i can do 50 and if it's not great i'm starting to slow down by the end of a 25 uh i don't know that's a tough one uh i like everything I don't that, that, that's often, not a good answer. I know that's terrible. Uh, strength training. I like strength training, but I don't get to. I don't. It, I have trouble sometimes working into my schedule as much as I would like. Uh, sometimes I miss. I mean, I miss uh, strength training sessions. It's just you know when it comes down to 24 hours in a day mm. and you have 25 hours of things to do. Yeah. Something's got to give. So. One-legged drills. Do you like doing one-legged drills? <laughs> In the, in the pool? No, no, on the bike. I've only ever done them on the trainer, and yeah. I do them. I mean, yeah. they're not my favorite, but I, they're important. Does Bjorn have you doing them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, it's, uh, it sounds really quiet now. Yeah, I've been doing, I mean, it, we've been doing one-legged drills with Bjorn since I started yeah. with them. Uh, not always, but sometimes, and uh, I think they're important, but... Yeah, I guess those aren't my favorite things Said to do. Said like a true soldier. Yeah, I 
I don't know. I'm very motivated, so mm. I know if Bjorn gives me workouts <laughs> to do, I will do them because that's what the coach has said I mm. need to do. And I trust my coach, so if you trust your coach, it's so easy to just see the workout mm. and execute mm. and just know that that's what you need to do. Uh, yeah, I can't really say. I guess sometimes swim... Swimming, I've had periods in the in the past where I've gone a couple like a month or two without swimming, just trying to fix my shoulder mm-hmm. when I had an issue and a rotator cuff. But I can't say that I missed it. <laughs> yeah, swimming's <laughs> not my favorite of the three sports by any stretch. And sculling, I don't scull a ton. <laughs> and yeah, it's it sucks, but it's important too. All the things that suck the most are important. I think the thing here is you're very half full. Yes. Right. You're you're super half full. Yes. So yes. I mean, yeah. you gotta you gotta look at it. Even the things that you don't enjoy doing, you, you gotta, gotta find it. a positive in it. Because I would say there's days when I gotta do swim workouts that are not exciting. I mean, some swim workouts are fun and exciting, and some are just a boring grind. And that's probably the broccoli of my training. Is actually I love broccoli. Uh, the only wrong, thing, wrong answer the only again. Thing, the only thing I found I didn't like was pickled Japanese radishes. I had them in sushi once, and I was like, "Well, this is gross. I'm out." So the pickled radish, Japanese radish of my training mm. is probably when you're really tired and you got to grind through a swim workout. Mm. That that's long course, and there's a lot of long sets mm. with long intervals. I mean, they're important. Mm. You got to do them, but. That's probably the the bane of my existence in triathlon. <laughs> I was reading your website, and it uh, it said something about a special relationship with peanut butter. Tell us about that. Peanut butter on everything, all of the things. Uh, yeah, people don't know, but you can you can put peanut butter on your toast. You can put it on rice cakes with eggs and bananas. You can put it on your carrots. You can put it on your apples. You can eat it out of the jar. <laughs> you can put it in your stir fry, your curry, everything. I, steak, steak. I would try. Done it. Could. Done it. You could. Yeah. Pie. Pie. Cookie. <laughs> yes. Peanut of butter cookies. Are, chocolate chip peanut butter cookies are the best cookie known to man. But wait, hands down. Which kind of peanut butter? Char- well, chemi- chemically altered chunky, obviously. <laughs> Any brands you want to drop for sponsors? I do love Adams salted crunchy peanut butter. Is probably that's pretty good. At room temperature, it's runny, so it spreads well. Segways into the next question. Most embarrassing moment as a triathlete. Oh. So this goes back to when you were just starting or so the, wanted to be a triathlete. The problem with being embarrassed mm. is you have to have the ability to be embarrassed. Okay, yeah, that's Which true. is, I, yeah. I have troubles being embarrassed. Mm. I just... Zero shame? I, yes. Uh, okay. I have uh, no shame. I will rephrase... Um, what was the moment that you should have been embarrassed, but perhaps weren't on the inside? Well, how about how about funny, like could be embar- could be construed as embarrassing. Okay, we'll, we'll bite. My first triathlon when I locked. I don't know if I said on my first inter- uh, podcast with you guys was when I locked my bike in transition. Oh, and you did? Yes. Yeah, that was. I mean, I've never pooped. In a race while I was running or biking, which I'm still waiting. It's, I mean, it's like a, one of those experiences in triathlon that everyone needs to go through. 
I don't. I pee on the bike all the time. I have no shame about that. Mm. Uh, See, Leanne Parker, are you listening? I've I pee on the I peed mm. on the run. Yeah. And every Ironman I've ever done, I've peed usually somewhere in the thirty to thirty-two k mark in the last ten k I'll pee. I pee two or three times on the bike. Just it, go on stride. Let it rip. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can't slow down. You can't slow down for anything. <laughs> People, I've heard it said that it's only okay for you to poop while you're running if you're winning. But I mean, if I'm the Lantern Rouge, I'm still gonna go for it if I gotta go. <laughs> so uh, I can't say I've I've had a fairly mild career the last decade. I mean, maybe I've had something embarrassing happen, but I can't remember because I didn't actually feel embarrassed. So I'm gonna have to be a huge party pooper on that one and say I haven't really had a majorly embarrassing moment I'm prepared for that answer yes now I love it one of your big performances yes now that we're getting into the serious ah, part the, of the interview the, the important part of the interview you mean in my opinion was at about six o'clock on August 26th last year so far a performance like that is that just all genetics or is that something that can be trained oh, and I so think you and I are yeah, talking about the same the thing. The beer mile. The so, so, ITU World Championship, yeah. long, or Long Distance World Championship beer mile. Absolutely. Which was, I think... So we'll just set the stage for this. Um, ITU Long Course Championships, World Championships, held in Penticton the last weekend in August last year. So that involved how long of a swim? So it was a 3K swim. It was a 120K bike and a 30K run. And you had a pretty good day out there. Yeah, it was not bad. I had to... My, Sanders learned how to swim. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, I had some issues with my shoulders in the wetsuit that I was swimming in. I uh, just had bad mobility, so it kind of killed me in the swim. Uh, and then I had to use a loaner bike because, unfortunately, my bike was not I2 legal. So I had to borrow someone else's bike, and uh, I had a bunch of mechanical problems with the seat post dropping on me. So that I basically came out of the water within a kilometer I hit a bump on a corner and the seat post dropped like three four inches so it's basically riding like a child's bike and your knees just paid the oh, price yeah quads were just oh, getting God. slammed and I, I a mechanic raised it but uh, didn't raise it enough mm. and it kind of went back down so I rode about 20k with it low and then rode about another 30k with it still not at the right uh, height and then we got it close Velofix was luckily out on course uh, the Velofix Okanagan truck, and uh, he got it close, mm -hmm. but I didn't have t I didn't have a mark. We just kind of I sat on it. He raised it, mm -hmm. and he said, "Is that good?" And I said, "It's good enough. I'm mm -hmm. going." And so I just mentally, what are you going through? Like, I mean, you've obviously invested. This is the World Championships. You've got you know you've got sponsors to fulfill. You've got your personal ego to fulfill. My training was really good leading how are up you, to it. How, how are you feeling when when things are kind of not going so well? Well, it's internally, it starts with an F, and the mm. middle is something like, uh, so, yeah, I'll let you figure out what I was thinking, but I was not impressed. Mm. I was really just, it was demoralizing, mm. because I knew where my bike fitness was mm. from racing on that exact same course, only, what was it, a month, a month and a bit prior at Pen Challenge Penticton, and just smash the bike course mm. so i knew i could ride well yeah. and i was knew i was riding well and i knew i could ride well there and just having the mechanical issues mm. pissed me off so i was riding angry in that uh the rest of the race so and i, I made and up with the seat post low obviously and then even, even when it was where it felt okay i mean yeah. 
the fact that I was on a loner bike and yeah. it did not fit or ride like my bike. So mm. that on its own, uh, but I hammered the rest of the bike and I made up a ton of ground and rolled back through, like I rolled back through Simons and a bunch of other guys who ended up catching me about a quarter of the way through the, uh, through the run in the second lap. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was not really happy, but I mean, you know, shit happens, right? Shit happens. And yeah. you gotta, you gotta just keep going. Like getting mad and throwing your bike into the rocks and crying about it is going to do nothing but make you look like a giant tool. So, mm. I mean, something always happens to somebody everywhere. So it doesn't matter what race you're at. Somebody's having some shitstorm of problems and that just happened to be my day and i mean i fought i feel like i fought through well to uh place not so bad considering i i started to die out on the run in the last 5 10k but i mean i battled i rallied back after a poor swim and having bike issues yeah. so i mean i made the best of my day mm. and i mean that's all you can do right yeah and when you're done like i wasn't upset i was happy i've I finished the I fi most. I know too many <laughs> pros who would have just thrown in the towel if they had an Chris issue who? like that. No, never <laughs> mind. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I had a. It was like we were racing in a world championships yeah. in our backyard, so mm. it was a fantastic race to be a part of. And I knew I had to save some gas for the uh, beer mile that was coming up that evening. So Nathan's career in broadcasting is starting as of right now. <laughs> so that, that that was as smooth as peanut butter segue. Yes. Um, Chocolate so chip peanut butter. We were there. It was 6 o'clock. It was a beautiful Sunday afternoon or transitioning into the evening. And Nathan had just done a, a substantial workout with a low bike seat and a, and a pretty tough run because it's kind of warm that day. But he managed to, uh, unlike Jeff Simons, uh, who was watching on the sidelines. I, I don't know why he... There were so many pros sitting in those stands. Watching. Just yeah. sandbagging. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're afraid of getting beat. So the gun goes off, and this guy, <laughs> Nathan, takes off as if he was tapering for this race. No, I went out so <laughs> easy. I was like... Well, okay. That's a matter of perspective, I think. My last two laps were probably significantly faster than the first two. Cause well, well, nobody was, saw those because we couldn't see. I was standing at the start line going, oh, man, this is going to be terrible because basically race a three-quarter Ironman yeah more or less and I mean anyone who's done any distance of triathlon knows like you're trashed mm. and uh I don't know what happened I just the the gun went off yeah. crushed that first beer and I was feeling no pain and I just I went out easy going oh this okay I'm not cramping or falling mm. over and uh I just jogged the first lap it was a fairly quick paced jog but i was by no very very quick by no stretch was i going hard at all and then, thank you and then got through the first the second beer hit the second lap and i was thinking oh, i feel okay so i started picking up the pace third lap i i started to rev up the engines real hard i was like well i only got two laps to go like what could possibly go wrong now <laughs> and then i hit that last lap and just went for it yeah so i think i ran a 606 606 yeah. which i think is pretty good for yeah considering I, the warm-up was uh uh world championships ITU for it race yeah uh what kind of beer were you drinking uh, then? what was it uh coors no 
can't remember if it was Coors Banquet or Hell's Gate Lager. So Hell's Gate Lager has always been my beer of choice, mainly because the first one I ever did actually was, I don't know if we get in trouble for this, but was mm-hmm. up at the Camosun track that's just up the street at 16th. And uh, a buddy of mine and I just decided, hey, let's do a beer mile. It's mm-hmm. like... Seven just, o'clock. Just at, the two of you? Yes, it's like just he, he said, Hey, you want to go for a run? And I yeah. said, Nah, I already ran today, no. but you want to do beer miles? This is like November, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah. yeah, why not? The track's frozen, it's got ice on it, it's dark, there's no lights, it's dirt. <laughs> <laughs> this this is so what we're really doing is talking to the Wendell Clark of Canadian yeah, Triathlon. Basically, yeah. basically. So I swing over to the on my drive and I gotta work the next day. And I mean I knew I was going to be in no shape to drive after this, so I swing by the BC Liquor Store. Beer on sale is Hell's Gate Lager, and I'm like, local. It's like seven fifty for a six pack. Yeah. I was like, in Canada, that is yeah. a great deal. Buy this beer. Ran a six twenty or something for my or six twenty five. I had I couldn't even see anything. My buddy was like, shut your light off. This is ridiculous. Your eyes will get used to it. We run this beer mile, and. Uh, I'm just slosh, and I'm. I look at my watch after I ended up lapping him, and he didn't even finish. And uh, oh, I I'm oh. like, oh, he's like, what'd you run? Six twenty-five. Twenty-five. And he goes, wow, that's pretty serious. <laughs> and I was like, really? I didn't even go that hard. Mm. So, and then I just started doing more, but I actually ended up running home, completely hammered. Oh my goodness. Which it wasn't that far; it was only a couple kilometers. And then in the morning, I had to run back and pick up my car at oh, like five thirty wow. in the morning, so to that go I to work. go to work. Oh wow, that's was, that's a made in Canada story boom. right there. Yeah. And then I've always used Hell's Gate Lager. And yeah. then last year, uh, or two years ago in Kona, I did the Kona Beer Mile. Yeah. I was actually really, really sick, so I didn't run very well. But I used Bud Budweiser uh, bottles. Which bottles? bottles Is that foamed, legal? They foamed up on me. Yes, oh. bottles in America are are legal because. Uh, U.S. 12 fluid ounces is 355 mils, but in Canada it's 353. So it's only two mils a bottle, but it's technically not, not legal if you use the Kingston rules, mm. which are the official <laughs> beer mile rules. So absolutely. Uh, for those of you who are at the Kona Beer Mile and uh, disregarded my Dan Smith, uh, my the importance of the rules, you can go check out beermile.com and look at the official Kingston rules. Anyways, <laughs> it's a bit of a rules. Times are a bit of a soft point with me. So, uh, yeah, I the beer foamed and it was terrible. And since I've tried using beers that you can use in the states because you can't get Hell's Gate Lager in Kona or anywhere in the states. So Coors Banquet is a is a very good alternative. Mm. I've tried Red Truck Lager. It was foamier than I would have liked. So, I mean, Red Red Truck, you guys make great beer. I actually ran into the they're the team uh the guy who drives the truck and all the support stuff today uh but yeah no that's not the beer of that's choice not the for beer the choice. beer mile it's the beer of choice for sitting around not the yeah, beer of choice yeah. for beer miling you got to use cheap crappy beer and that is coors banquet and actually hell's gate lager when you're drinking your victory beer it actually ah. goes down pretty good so i would say that's an all-around very good budget-minded beer uh, if you if you if you don't want a beer that foams, that's 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 the one to use. Which is amazing because I, I Nathan has just given me uh, an out. Uh, I went with Coors Banquet. Uh, no, not Coors. Uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon. PBR. PBR. It's four point eight. Four point nine doesn't count. See, so not only did my fourth uh. place that day disqualify me, it 
puts me out as a wuss. Uh, it's got to be Nathan, 255 mils got some folks. at 5%. <laughs> That's the rules. <laughs> you wouldn't think a guy with a stash like that would be such a... Anyway. Um, <laughs> such we, a what? We've got some uh, folks as part of the Abbotsford Triathlon Club yeah, yeah. who are doing their very first Ironman in Whistler this year. Oh, so good, we've talked about choice. the biking, but what do you think are the two most important workouts that they should be doing right now considering we're in April? So when you say the two most important workouts, do you mean like two specific key workouts or do you just mean two workouts in general? As specific as you can be. I uh, mean, I think for Ironman racing... In Whistler. So... Uh, I think it's really important hills obviously for the bike very important uh, I think the two most important specific workouts one for the bike one for the run Gaines are you listening yeah so I think for the bike the most important workout is going to be your long ride with tempo uh, that's gonna be a significant amount of tempo so you're looking at five six seven hours of riding with uh, you know 20 to 30 it depends on how your level of fitness i mean if you're first timer your tempo sets are probably going to be a little shorter but you also have to remember that you're going to be out there a little longer so you still need to learn how to cover the distance but i think doing the long ride with uh with longer tempo sets uh on a hilly course i think for the bike that's going to be i think just riding hills in general are going to be hillier courses so don't just do loops around richmond i don't think mm. you're going to benefit we live in mission much. yeah so Alisford. so go ride this uh past stave, stave, lake dam. stave lake go past uh go past the other dam uh like don't just ride around the pit uh pit river loop don't go out into the on ford road and just do loops around there all the time you need to get out into the hills mm -hmm. you need to learn how to ride steady tempo on hills and i think as ge general on the bike i think doing hilly rides is going to be very beneficial right. there's it's not a bad idea to do some flatter rides as well just learning how to sit in your aero bars for a long period of time but i think mm -hmm. learning how to sit up and ride hills is super important because when you're sitting you're going to be using a lot of hamstring and posterior chains so your lower back like if any of you who have you know spent the the winter on the trainer and you go do a training camp somewhere that's really hilly you start doing really hilly rides you're going to be getting lower back seizing up so that's that's really important yeah never yeah, everyone, yeah so that that's really important learning how to to ride and spin at a, a harder tempo pace up hills uh to keep uh to, to teach your back uh to recruit those muscles and just get your back used to it so and your hamstrings and your glutes those are really going to get ravaged on like long sustained climbing so i think on the bike but i think the key specific singular workout is definitely going to be your you know two to three weeks out before your taper starts doing that long ride uh with with longer tempo sets in it and i think the long run is going to be really important uh with also doing tempo sets because i mean it's an ironman you're going to be out there for a long time on the run course oh, yeah. and uh the long run that I think there's some people I think some people who are really really new might not want to mix in too much tempo with their long runs but I think the long run singular is a very important run learning how to be that long on your feet mm -hmm. uh, in the tempo for slightly stronger athletes even first timers who just are a little stronger I think those longer tempo sets 
uh, are gonna be really, really beneficial. So when you say tempo sets, so say this person wants to run, say, uh, uh, four, four and a half hour marathon. So you, you getting you, off the bike. Yeah, so you have your, your average pace that you're, that your goal average pace to run your four to four and a half hour marathon. And you wanna be doing uh, tempo sets that are either just at, uh, or just above or just below your your goal pace, depending on what your actual goal pace is. Usually somewhere right around your goal pace. You can do over-unders, uh, but usually doing like longer, you know, 10, 20 minute intervals at your goal paces uh, inside a long run, those can be really beneficial, I think. Uh, Ironman Canada, not the hilliest run course I've ever seen by any stretch. Uh, definitely some, you know, gentle climbs. There's like one, one little hill kind of going up, up around the lake or at the start of the run and each loop. But I mean, it's not a super challenging run course. Quicksand in the last 500 meters. Yes. Quicksand. I found that. Really? Yeah. Oh, when you're running past uh, up past the bike park? When you get through the, and everybody's watching, and there's the, the, the shops, and there's spectators, oh, and there. there's fast females who, yeah, quicksand. Quicksand. Damn, I missed it. <laughs> I was so out of it when I came through, I didn't even notice it. Well, I was sorely aware of the that. rope there next time. <laughs> but no, I think, I, think, I think the long bike and the long run are two of the very important. I mean, obviously, you need to be gradually increasing your long bike and long run duration leading into that yeah i think the two most important are the bike and run but i do think you need to be you need to just do a 4k swim before you do the race uh i mean even if it's not that fast of a 4k swim you need to do it you need to your body needs to know what it feels like to swim 4k and your mind right yes because i mean it's a, it's a long swim like, it doesn't matter how you cut it i swam 4k today and like that was a pretty long swim. Mm. So that's what you're going to be doing on race day. Yeah. So you need to know. And I think bricking your workouts, doing your doing a swim and then going and doing your bike, mm -hmm. stuff like that, I think is going to be really beneficial. Teaching your mind to ride after you've just done a big swim workout. That's mm -hmm. Bricks are very important. But I think a long ride and a long run with you know specific tempo sets are, are really really beneficial for the Ironman experience, especially mm -hmm. for a first timer. Cause then, then you know, once you finish that workout, you know, if, especially if you've done a, a really strong one or strong workout, Ironman's not gonna be that much different. Mm. So you kind of mm -hmm. have an idea of what to expect. You know what your body is gonna do, you know what your mind's gonna do. So it just prepares you as a whole a lot better. Yeah. And if, if you're coached, listen to your coach <laughs> do what your coach tells you to do all right <laughs> thank you so much for your time best of luck so uh we're not going to ask for any time predictions but we've seen the progression from eighth to sixth so we're keeping our fingers crossed and we're hoping for the best for you um when is that happening um, I think it's May 5th. May 5th. So May you've 5th. got a so bit of time to... Three, three and a half weeks. Three and a half weeks. Not a whole lot of time. We'll be in touch with you after the race to get a debriefing. Uh, best of luck at Wildflower. Best of luck with the rest of your season. I appreciate uh, you guys taking the time. It's always fun getting together with you guys. <laughs> and once again, thanks to Vancouver's Nathan Killam. He'll be kicking off his 2018 triathlon season by doing the long course race at the Wildflower Triathlon on Saturday, May 5th near Paso Robles, California. 
FitSpeak is brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. If you're looking to finish a farm bill, master a marathon, or try a triathlon, TriJoy can help. We offer in-person goal-setting consultations, personalized and effective training plans, and weekly progress checkups. That's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. See the TriJoy link on the bottom of the FitSpeak homepage. We're also brought to you by F2C and Dynamic Race Events. Go to our FitSpeak Facebook page for your chance to win a race entry to the wine capital of Canada race. Be listening in just a couple of days when Kevin Watt will be back with his Instagram shoutouts and Zach Neufeld will be here for a brand new Between the Ears. For all of us at FitSpeak, I'm Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening.